Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're not creative enough, we're not positive enough. It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. We'll go on getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back, so I'm getting back. There's every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Welcome back to Dream of Our Lives, the football podcast alternative yet informative coverage of Euro 2020, brought to you by the Sports Social Network. We're quite smug, as you can tell. <laughs> we'll get on to that. We will get on to that. So, the Free Lions conquer the Germans for only the second time in history in knockout football. The French cocks go home early to roost as the Swiss gain home advantage playing in front of neutral fans and enjoy their summer holiday. The Welsh Dragons turned out to be a myth as the very real Great Danes show dominance, as do the Italian Stallions, although it was a lot closer than many anticipated. It was checkmate with no Dutch courage as there's a holes and <laughs> at the back of the net <laughs> and they get a bit shit to death. The Portuguese run into a hazard, but the other one, not the one you're thinking of, and Croatia come back from nowhere to have a Spain in the arse. 
and the Ukraine, <laughs> the Ukraine, Crimea River, as they win for the first ever time in a knockout situation. Coming up in the show, we of course also talk about the historic victory over Germany and uh, the rest of the uh, last 16 games. We predict our quarterfinals. And of course, we have the regular features of Deal and No Deal. And what's in your panini coming up as well? Joined as always by Mr. Harry Hansford. Did you like my little Ukraine joke, Crimea River? Uh, I loved every single one of those little uh, jokes there. There you go. Happy days. I made that five (laughs) five minutes long. I've literally done that five minutes ago. Amazing. Um, How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, great football wise. It was incredible. Would you share? Would you share my opinion of thinking perhaps that was the greatest last sixteen round in recent history? Yeah, very much so. I mean, there are so many great games, and for many many different reasons as well. Exactly, exactly. So let's not fuck about, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> England beat Germany. Only the second time we've ever knocked them out in knockout football. The last time, of course, we won the World Cup. In 1966, but we don't want to go on about that because that's what every other podcast does. We're not about that. Um, we're going to go on about how great we were. Um, this is a monumental victory for England. I think, having said that, you know, it is only the second time we've beaten Germany. English fans see this as a rivalry. I've got a few German mates. They don't. They're their biggest rivals to them of the Dutch, who they always, yeah. you know, they played a lot in the 80s and 90s, and the Italians, who are their England. You know, they, they, they well, well, Germany are England to the Italians, if that makes sense, because they've only beaten the Italians once in, in international competition, uh, knockout-wise. Um, so really, for Germany, I don't know if this was as big a defeat as maybe the English fans make it out to be. But because we're English, we're, of course, going to jump on board with that. What did you make of the game? Uh, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a strange game, right? So, like, <clears throat> that first 10 minutes, I was like, oh, God, what are we in for? Um, but once we sort of settled into it, uh, obviously, Germany had a few chances, but I felt like we sort of controlled the game and I thought, oh, it's... it's Hopefully it's going to come. I mean, we left it quite late, and obviously I'm starting to worry about extra time and penalties. And <sighs> so luckily that uh, when Sterling put that ball in there, it was just like, oh, thank God! Like, do you know what I mean? Just thank God. And then, you know, minutes later with <laughs> Thomas Müller, and you just know, oh, typical England, typical Germany. This is, you know, this is it. This is the comeback. And when it went wide, it was just like that in itself was like going two two nil up. Let alone then going up the other end and uh, Harry Kane finally getting on a score sheet. Like it was an f- emotional game. I don't know if it was the best yeah. football game ever played, but for, for, for the feeling and emotion you get out of those games, like it's absolutely that, that Thomas Muller miss was as good as gold for us, essentially. And, and then you, you kind of felt the pivot swing in our direction. Then that's where after that miss is when England gained momentum and the, and the second goal came not too long after that. It is the only game in the tournament thus far we have scored two goals. So yeah. maybe I, I do I think it was our best performance out of all the games we've played so far. Oh, for um, sure. Maybe uh, uh, you know, come up a man, come of the hour, Kane eventually gets his goal. I really think that will help him for the quarter final. Um in general, I think we were quite lethargic for the first hour, as we have which is completely opposite of what we've done in the in the group games. 
yeah. but we start, start really fast paced. Um, I think that goes to playing a three-five-two to match Germany for, for formation. Um, we've got to give credit to Southgate. Um, oh, for sure. A lot of people, you know, Southgate out is trending after every single group game. <laughs> um, and it annoys me because you've, you've got to trust him. He's in the job for a reason. You know, most people don't, including us, as much as we love football, aren't tactical coaches at FA level. You know, we've got to leave him to it. And it's sure. so much better... I think people forget what it was like under Hodgson, under <laughs> Capello and fucking McLaren, who didn't even qualify for the Euros. Give him some slack because I don't think any of those three, Capello, Hodgson or McLaren, were slandered anywhere near as much as Southgate. No. Maybe because maybe it's the rise of social media because obviously it wasn't as prominent as it is now. And it doesn't matter who's in charge, maybe they'll get the same amount of stick. But I do feel like Southgate gets more hassle than he deserves. The same with Sterling. I think both of them just need to be left alone to get on with it. You know, people were saying, if oh, if, you, if Guardiola doesn't pick him, why does Southgate? He's just like, that's such a fucking idiot thing to say because there are plenty. <laughs> you look, you look at the whole Belgium squad. They got fucking Thomas Vermaelen, who plays in Japan. He played Ronaldo off the park the other night. He plays in Japan and he's 36 nearly. Like, and he's on the one of the first names on the team sheet for Belgium, who are you know probably favourites to win along with England. It doesn't matter that you're not playing at club level because international football is a completely different ball game. It's a you know it, it's a different sure. club and it's in the same way. It really fucks me off. Um, so basically, in essence, leave alone Southgate and Sterling. We played well for an hour, controlled the game in the last twenty minutes. Um, I'm excited for the quarterfinal. I think the quarterfinal will be an easier watch than that game against Germany. Yeah, hopefully. I won't be, I won't be drinking so many cups of, <laughs> cups of tea. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard, right? Because you get a mixture of England fans, right? Ones that are just always pessimistic and one that never want to believe. And I think we're all guilty of falling into that sometimes and we're all guilty of falling into the other part of England fans. What is thinking we're the best and we've got you know, everything, we should be playing tank football all the time and everything. But at the end of the day, he's, you know, that's the reason we're not managers, right? So, uh, you know, so we need to trust in him. And, you know, I've been guilty in the past, especially when he first got the job, of thinking, what's Southgate doing as England manager? But I think out of the last three or four England managers, he's the only one to get us past a round of 16 game uh, full stop. So, like... <clears throat> We've, you know, no matter what happens from here, it's been a very successful tournament. The same as, yeah. you know, if we didn't have to win the World Cup to come away from that World Cup feeling like we had a great World Cup. So we need to, we, we do need to dream that we can win this, but we also need to know that if we go out in the semis or in the final, that's okay as well. Maybe I'm, I mean, yeah, you, you're absolutely bang on, bang on, hit the nail on the head there. Maybe I'm, I, I forget how old I am sometimes. Like I turned 30 last week. <laughs> like the, the people on the Twitter trolls are like yeah. 15, 15, 16. They don't remember Steve McLaren. No. And they're lucky for that. And I think I, I don't like the comparison between club football and international football. They're two different, you know, yeah. ball games, pardon the pun. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so who who on the pitch stood out for you and who did you think wasn't worth their weight in gold? Oh, okay. So um, I think Harry Maguire played a great game. Um, I think uh, at times 
Phillips looks a little bit more like he did in Croatia game, but not enough to really justify uh, how good he was in that first game. Like he, need, he needs to refine that form somehow. Um, you can't, you know, people can knock Sterling all they want, but you, you, at the end of the day, he, he's constantly causing problems. He's constantly trying to find avenues. And I think he always seems to play well so far this tournament. Um, but I think as a unit, really, they were really impressive and like how they managed to nullify Germans for most of the game. And uh, okay, a few chances got through, but Pickford played a wonderful game again as well. Like it's, I think they're so, such more of a team than yeah. uh, performers like we've seen in the past, maybe with Golden Generation and such. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I like what you used there—the word nullified, because it reminded me of um, what I was listening to this morning. And this this goes to the other England fans who just want to—you just shout Grealish all the time. Yes, he came on and he made the difference. You know, he obviously contributed to what, what those two goals. If he started the game, I don't think he would have had the same impact because Grealish, Foden, Mount are high-profile players coming into this tournament. Every team's going to have a plan to like. You know, we see we saw it with Foden uh, in the Scotland game. Scotland had two players on him at all times. He couldn't do what he does best. Yeah. Germany would have done the same, but bringing him on in the 60th minute or whatever it was was the perfect thing to do. To do because it, you know, the German players were too tired to kind of deal with him. He is unpredictable, and it was best time for him to make an impact. Yeah. If if you if you start him, you've got those of the opposite team has got an hour or so to work out what he yeah. likes to do. Um, what he's get, you know, and predict maybe what's going to happen. So him coming on and being random and making an impact is the best thing that could have happened. And maybe if you play an Italy or a Spain in, in in the future of this tournament, that's what we need to do. We can't we can't just always start the high profile high profile players. Yeah, I mean, uh, if this is this is not, nothing bad for Saka because I think he played amazingly in that first half, but. When it's nil-nil and you know something's got to change, would you rather Grealish come on or Saka? You know, like, uh, you'd rather Grealish come on in that role because all of a sudden he's fresh. He, You know he can you know he can do wonders with a boy at his feet and all the defenders are tired and, you know, it's the perfect time for him. And I think that's part of... Uh, that's one of the genius things Southgate's doing is he... he, he doesn't he's not given into pressure and he's uh he does what he wants because he sees the benefit in it and as long as it keeps giving results we've got to, we've got to accept it you've got to trust you've got to trust it as well and I, I i think out of all the things i've listened to and seen on social media i think we've been quite consistent with our thoughts as well so let's pat ourselves on the back because that's what we do <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think i agree with you Maguire had a good game as well um his interview afterwards is quite funny he's like I literally haven't played for seven weeks, so it's good to get back in the team and you know, do what I do best. And if, I was like, well, if that's what you like after seven weeks, I'm like, fair play. Um, yeah, uh, Phillips was a bit underwhelming as well. Um, as I would like to see Bellingham and Rice. Because Rice looked a bit shaky as well for the first time in this tournament. Mm. I think maybe the pressure got to him. Um, Germany looked very good on the ball as well. I think Germany played remarkably like England. Yeah. In terms of lots of possession, couldn't really create anything, and a couple of breaks. Um, I found that quite interesting. Southgate game management was just greatly improved as well. Um, great saves from Pickford, and yeah, I think Germany didn't really get into the tournament with a real striker other than Timo Werner, but mm. 
you know, debate up for that if he's a real striker, you know. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, w- w- where did it go wrong for Germany? I, I just think they're in that awkward period, right, where they haven't quite found the stars of tomorrow and uh, the players that have been are at the top have been there for a while and, we, you know, we've seen that. Like, sometimes you can have top players, but once they get that bit older, they don't seem to, uh, you know... But once they start slowing pace and things like it gets hard to get them out of the team because they're ever they're ever marquee players. But uh, without transitioning, right? You know, we, you have odd years like this. Like we've seen it multiple times with different nations, including our own. I think it's just one of those years, Germany. I'm sure they'll come back better and stronger. Uh, they, they always do. <laughs> mm. Exactly, exactly. Oh well, then um, I think we've said that's all that we, we can all say about that game. To be honest, it was it was, it was such a good feeling wow. to finally get that monkey off our chest. I think of beating the Germans and knock out football. And yeah, it, it was. I felt really proud of Gareth Southgate as well because he gave an emotional interview at the end. It almost looked like he was welling up. Yeah, as if you know, you could. He, he was asked about you know, obviously his penalty in '96, and I think he's avenged it with not only getting us to the semi-final at the last World Cup, but by beating Germany in a convincing 2-0 victory at Wembley. I think he's finally got that monkey off his back. And uh, I felt very proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. There is, yeah, like I say, like that that, that interview was, was something, wasn't it? You, you sort of sat there and uh, you realised just, um, just how much like he actually carries that burden. Because, you know, it's easy for us to sit here and go, oh, he's... He's got lots of money. He's had a successful career, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure he doesn't worry about that so much. But I'm sure every time, I'm sure he, I'm sure most days of his life, he, you know, he, uh, somebody feels the need to ask him about that penalty. And uh, so, you know, it's not a surprise that he carries that around with him, really. And you could really see that then. Um, but one other thing before we move on from this game is I, w- I want to ask you about uh, Raheem Sterling scoring and, uh, you thinking you might have had to have a sterling tattoo? Trying to avoid this. Um, it did make me laugh what you said. So for those listening that didn't know, I think I said in the last podcast, because I was so unconvinced we were going to beat Germany in normal time. If Sterling gets a winner, I'll get a sterling tattoo on my left arse cheek. And for a brief period, he did have that he was scoring the winning goal. And I completely forgot until you mentioned it to me. And then Kane came along. And as you so ad- adequately put it, Kane literally saved my ass. <laughs> See, I, I think here that technically they're both winning goals. Because, Fuck off! No, they're because, not. Right? Because they're if, not. If, if Germany equalised, then yeah, Kane's the winning goal. But yeah, exactly. Sterling's goal is what put us from drawing to winning. Right? So does does that not still count as a winning goal? Yeah, but well, then Kane got another goal. <laughs> so I think you should get both I'll get uh, I'll get curling <laughs> or, or, or stain that'd be awful I think maybe you should you should like go for double Har- nothing Har- there and Harim stain yeah. if, if, if we get if we get to a final win or lose you get the whole squad's tattoo no, no tattooed no. on your ass I'll get, I'll get I'll get dream of our lives tattooed on our ass if we win put that on <laughs> he's got that on camera um, 
But no, it wasn't the winning goal. The winning goal is like <laughs> the like the last goal that scored. It's worth a try, wasn't it? Isn't it? Uh, it's worth a try. Unlucky. Better luck next time. In the final. There we go. But you never know what might happen. Um, right then, Sweden-Ukraine, the match that would uh, ultimately define who England would play. Another good game, surprisingly good, because I think out of all the last 16 ties, I think many people thought boring, boring Sweden. Mm. And the Ukraine, I didn't, I, I still don't really know how they qualified because um, <laughs> they, they looked pretty awful whenever I watched the group games. Um, what I took from this match very quickly is that Sweden were probably better overall, had the better chances, but um, Ukraine were just more clinical. Yeah. And obviously went into extra time, red card in the 99th minute and last minute goal. Um, best way to win a match, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for drama-wise, this tournament, you know, it's been providing lots of it. And that's just another example of like, you know, you, you go into that night and you go, oh, England, Germany might be insane and Sweden, Ukraine, probably going to be boring. And, uh, you know, Sweden, Ukraine, arguably more entertaining, a lot more drama. Um, but I think England will be happy to have Ukraine as an opponent. I, I don't think we should underestimate them. I mean, I think uh, they're going to play... Uh, you know, to play the game of their lives is their final at the end of the day, and uh, Shevchenko is going to really tab him. I never got a chance to play in a quarterfinal, you know, and he's going to really instill that they have to take this as seriously as they can. And I think it'll be a harder game than we expect, but uh, yeah, this tournament's been great, hasn't it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's the first time in their history they've won a knockout knock knock game of football. Um, as well and they're going to go into that game against England with nothing to lose we'll come on to the predictions uh, shortly but they've got nothing to lose but at the same time it reminds me of the England-Sweden game in 2018 I felt the Columbia, the Columbia game obviously went to penalties and was a lot of a hard, you know, a much harder game to watch uh, the game against Sweden was 2-0 and it was just it was just an easier watch and that makes sense despite yeah. it being a quarterfinal um, but yeah Fair enough. Um, on to Monday's fixtures, and Monday's fixtures were the best in the tournament, and they'll take some beating. Starting off with the early kickoff, it was uh, Croatia 3, Spain 5. Kicked off uh, quite early on with the most bizarre own goal <laughs> of all time. Maybe. Perhaps. And what I particularly liked about this is that the commentator was like, well, Spain have scored three own goals in this tournament so far. And then as soon as he finished saying that, the fourth one went in from a weird... 45-yard back pass from the halfway line. Oh, my God. Ridiculous. Everyone in Scotland was just like, oh, great. We're not... Our own goal... Uh, our keeper moment is going to be forgotten because, you know, keeper of the net, because like, this is the new meme now. You know, I'm sure they were very happy. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, scoring four own goals in a tournament is crazy. Yet, I somehow think Spain now looks like a really dangerous team. <laughs> Ten goals, two games. Yeah, what did you what did you make of the game? Because I think Spain were pretty much dominant for most of the game. Um, you know, obviously that, that that own goal was the only thing Croatia had to brag about really for the first seventy five minutes. Uh, they went three one up and seemed to dominate, but they they leak goals. They, they they do concede. Yeah, I mean, it's you know they're going to end up most likely uh, getting into the next round and then stuff but we'll get on to that but I think I think it'll be hard when they, they play maybe a big uh, uh, again you don't know they might just not turn up for the next round <laughs> but you'd think they've turned at least you know 10, 10 goals two games hopefully they've not scored all the goals they've got in them um, <laughs> but I don't know I feel like they actually look like they could be quite dangerous but yeah a bit like Germany just 
leaking goals, and obviously if you leak goals in tournament football, you can get knocked out quicker than you realise. Yeah, absolutely. Their, their two first games were, you know, they were great passing, but they couldn't score. Um, and then it was against Slovakia where they won 5-0 and just looked absolutely dominant. They scored another five in this match, to be fair to them, so I don't think <laughs> scoring scoring's going to be too much of an option. Um, okay, what net they get it in, the Yeah, but then, then exactly, the Croatia haven't been amazing this tournament, so I'd, I'd like to see them against uh, an Italy or, or or a better team to see what what happens yeah. there um, against a better defense because Croatia's defense isn't isn't great. England got in behind them; we just couldn't score. Um, and you got you got to say fair play to Croatia as well. Two goals in the last five minutes of the game to take it to three oh. all. Yeah, um, it was fucking bizarre. Like never never saw that coming. Um, from their first 75 minutes or so of play. Um, and But then Spain went to extra time and thought, you know, well, let's just quickly get two goals, shall we? It's like they said, yeah. it's like, okay, now we'll play. Yeah. Uh, Morata gets his goal as well. I'm still not convinced by him. He played a very, he had a very good game, to be fair. He was here, there and everywhere. Um, took his goal very well. But can you rely on him? It'd be really interesting to see if he can uh, kick on from here because, of, you know, there's still... If, if if you can go deep in the tournament, there's still a few games left, and you you can still make a claim as a great striker if you can consistently score over the next few games. But uh, there's a few strikers, uh, like Harry Kane included, but you know they've got to now try and move on, and Murat's one of them. And you know it'd be interesting to see. Uh, like I say, I'm not totally convinced uh, that he can do it, but um, you know. A goal is confidence to a striker, and confidence to a striker is everything, isn't it? So, do they need a striker? Is the other question because Soraria oh. and Ferran Torres just look deadly. Yeah, and those those are the kind of goals England concede. Yeah, you know, sure. it's like a cut in and a whip. It's got you know Iron Robin written all over it, really, isn't it? Like those kind of goals for sure. Um, and it would take a lot to stop that because the Spanish are so so good at passing it. Yeah, I mean. Hope, you know, hopefully we. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just hope, hopefully they continue to turn up. But I just I can sort of just see in the next round when I see it as a possibility in the next round or two that they sort of just slide back into not be not being able to score, but you know, dominating possession, and then all of a sudden they get knocked out by a quick one nil. You know. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. All right. On to the next match, which is arguably, in my opinion, the best match of the tournament. Why? Because also went to Friel, went to extra time and penalties where Switzerland, some plucky, plucky Switzerland, who've gone completely under the radar. No one put them as their dark horse. <laughs> no one, exp- they just do what they always do. You thought, round of 16, because Switzerland always gets to the round of 16. Yeah. But they never get any further, ever. Um, and f- well, I don't know what was different this time round. They haven't really got any standout players. Like Shakiri's passed it. You know, Xhaka doesn't even start for Arsenal. We'll get onto him in a second. Just Seferovic just came up with the goods and <laughs> cost a lot of people their accumulators, put it that way. And so, yeah, so Switzerland went ahead early and it's, they look like the better team, actually, as uh, Patrick Vieira says um, at, at full time, is that France played a 90 minute game. But they only turned up for 15 minutes. Um, and they look like they should have gone 2 0 up uh, because of that penalty from uh, Benjamin Pavard bringing down the defender. Um, and Rodriguez would come up to take it. And it was the most unconvincingly hit penalty you've ever seen. 
until Mbappe turned up later on, but we'll get on to that in a second. <laughs> um, and Switzerland should have been 2 0 up, and then ever since they missed that penalty, France did dominate for 15 20 minutes and they got two goals from being one nil down for most of the game. They got two very quick goals from Benzema, who had a who was blindingly good. France looked back to their best for that 15 20 minute period. Then Pogba arguably scored the goal of the tournament. Oh, for sure. Um, and then the unthinkable happened. <laughs> uh, it was it was the it was Xhaka turned into prime Perlo, dictating the <laughs> <coughs> He kind of like mimicked Pogba. Um became Pogba for Switzerland, was putting in these balls here, there, and everywhere, um, creating fantastically creative chances that England would be jealous of. And against the odds, uh, Seferovic gets another goal and Kefranovic gets one to take to free all. A repeat of what happened a couple of hours earlier between Spain and Croatia. Yeah. Who it, saw this coming? It was an absolute crazy day, right? So, like, uh, you sort of looked at that and gone, oh, well, Spain-Croatia might be a bit tight. I mean, we weren't too surprised when it was. But then, hang on, 5-3, that's a bit crazy. And you're like, oh, that, you know. And then uh, you think, oh, wow, France, Switzerland, this is France all over it. Probably not going to be the most entertaining game. But, and then, obviously, turns out to be an absolute yeah, crazy game full of drama. And, uh, you know, you can't ask for a better double bill, can, can you? <laughs> but, um, yeah, with, with France, uh, it's not what I was not expecting that. That's my biggest shock of the tournament so far, France going out here. And uh, fair play to Switzerland. All has to go to it. I mean, you know, they, uh, big say, they controlled most of the game, win... France do what they're capable of because of the players they got, they pull themselves back in it, and you think, okay, this is it now. France have decided to turn up, and Switzerland still didn't give up and just carried on. And, and uh, I think they're going to be a scary team to watch in the next round. Who knows where, how far they can go? Um, yeah, Switzerland's renowned for not scoring many goals whatsoever. Um, so I, it, was this a fluke? Was this out of character? What was what was what was going on? I don't. I don't understand because it's magic on, pa- on paper, football. <laughs> oh, it's true. But on paper, they even even their strikers shouldn't really, you know. Yeah, but some you know we've seen it before, right? Sometimes a team just starts believing in themselves, and that alone turns them all into world class players for for the summer. And uh, I'm not saying that's what we're gonna see, but I mean, if you're in that Switzerland camp, you're gonna start believing. Maybe, maybe it is yours, like. Uh, you know, the French team losing on penalties shouldn't be happening. Like, uh, and missing, you know, coming back, going, having uh, having France equalise and then managing to, uh, you know, hold on and, and, and get a win. And these things shouldn't be happening to Switzerland. So, I think, I think the belief in the Switzerland camp will be high. It's just whether they can use that to transform into a team that are going to be deadly or not. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think um, even on the penalties, like Switzerland looked like they were going to miss a few, and the French penalties were all like top bins, weren't they? Oh, like they were the perfect penalties. Incredible. Wasn't even it? the cent- even the centre Kimbembe and uh, Varane, like the centre backs, were taking penalties and they were plucking them in. And of all people, Mbappe would miss. <laughs> oh, no, you you wouldn't. You God. would if you had a million pounds, <laughs> and you're like, I'll give you a million. But you know, I, I don't know. If you had a million pounds, you, you would have put that on Mbappe scoring. Oh, for sure. There's no there's no reality in which uh, when I'm sat there watching it, I'm thinking he's going to miss because it's, you're just like, okay, he's going to go to sudden death now. 
And you know, but but then watching it back, he didn't look confident, did he? He didn't look like he. Strange. He's not had a good tournament at all. No. I think there are parallels between him and Harry Kane. I think apart from Harry Kane, did score. Um, yeah, it would turn out to be. Is, is he injured? Is he not fit? Is he worried about his future? Um, does he not get along with anyone else in the team? Obviously, Benzema coming back would have had impacts, mm. and him scoring two goals. He's maybe the main man, you know, because at, at the 2018 got... World Cup, he was the main man, really. Yeah, I think the thing is, he's got a lot of tournaments ahead of him, so he uh, he's got plenty of other time to shine. And uh, for whatever reason, it wasn't happening this time. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see where his uh, career is going to take him in uh, in the relative future. But um, so if that's playing on his mind, I don't know. I think it's it's you know it's always hard to know. But uh, I you know I had him down to be you know the best player of his tournament. Do you know what I mean? I thought this is it. He's gonna. Absolutely. World Cup all over again, but yeah. God no, it's just, I mean, that's all part of international football, right? These shocks and surprises. He's let a lot of people's uh, fantasy teams down, put it that way. Oh, in my, mine especially. <laughs> he is an E20. Let's put it as well. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on to the uh, original games of the last 16. Netherlands, Neil, Czech Republic 2. Um, I think people thought this was going to be the only upset. What, yeah. what happened What happened here? Czech Republic, another dark horse that no one really Give any credit to along with Switzerland. Yeah, I mean, so who do you think were a better team during the game? I was quite probably Netherlands. I, was, I don't know. Yeah, I was quite like when I was watching it, I, I felt like Holland looked looked the better side. But then obviously uh, with the Czech Republic winning, I was a bit like at first I was like, oh, I think this is an upset. And I think the Czech team weren't uh, as good. But then watching back some of the stuff. I actually think the Czechs played a really clever game, you know. And uh, obviously, if we we're, we're likely that they're one of our likely possible uh, future roadblocks in our way to the final, yeah. and uh, we would back ourselves to beat them, right? But I don't know. I feel like I feel like they are the dark horse of the tournament now. I feel like it's you know as much as you know, people might say it's us, Italy, and Belgium's tournament. I think. Czech Republic now look at themselves as that with the outsider that can crash this party. Exactly. They've they got nothing to lose and they score goals. They've scored yeah. goals in every game, haven't they? Schick just manages to do stuff every game. doesn't matter who the opponent is. Um, he, he, he makes stuff happen. Yeah. The red card, the red card in that game from Delit um, was a bit harsh, I thought. Um, but, you know, played its part. And, uh, yeah, they got the job done. Netherlands looks, again... Running out of ideas was the, uh, I you know, was what mm. came to my mind. And yeah, I, I've put my notes here. Czech Republic are the real dark horses all along. Yeah, for sure. My, um, uh, the missus' stepdad has been telling me from day one, Czech Republic, and I've been laughing at him. You know, I have to eat humble pie. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, then, uh, Belgium won, Portugal nil. I think many people expected this to be the best game of the last of 16. Mm. It's probably the most boring. <laughs> um, but I, I wasn't convinced by either team, uh, truth be no. told. I didn't, I didn't think Belgium... Well, they were relatively underwhelming, uh, although Hazard's goal was great, but it was from outside the oh. box and it was kind of off the cuff. It wasn't like a well-worked move like we've seen previously. 
And then I, I thought Portugal were probably the better team, um, particularly in the last half an hour. Yeah. But not, I mean, not clinical. Yeah. Is, yeah, exactly what I've got uh, here, really, is that I thought Portugal were the better team. Um, I think like, I think Belgium are actually a little bit lucky to go through, but I still... I still think they're just a, uh, such a scary prospect. Uh, anyway, but I still think they, they've got a chance to really win it. Um, sometimes you you know you have to just get those one nil and move on, don't you? But um, yeah, I honestly think Portugal should should, should have won it. They just they say it weren't clinical enough, and uh, as you alluded to earlier, Ronaldo was sort of kept out of the game as well as it could Absolutely. be, and yeah. that, that that you know when. It doesn't matter how good the rest of your players are. When you've got a player of Ronaldo's capability, he's such a focal point of your uh, game plan that any time he's kept out of it, it, it sort of disrupts the rest of your uh, team. And I think that dis- that, dis- that disruption of him not being able to be as uh, efficient as he usually is or, uh, or uh, just didn't allow him to really be that clinical, you know? Yeah, the only thing I remember him really doing was taking free kicks, and that didn't do anything either. Yeah, I mean, he did get that ball cross into Jota at one point, and Jota just put it over the bar, and that's probably their best chance of a game. But uh, you need, you know, Ronaldo needs three or four of those for one of those like chances to set someone up for them to go in, or he needs to get through by himself to score. And when he's not providing, they they seem to be lacking. Absolutely. Um, Wales Denmark then Denmark four Wales nil. Yeah, um, okay. The only thing I've this was a, I guess another shock I guess because we expected Wales to put up more than a fight. Yeah. Um, the top line I've got my notes here were because I couldn't think of anything else to say other than Wales were proper crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean it seemed a bit more like a. It, it, you know, when it was like one and two nil, you sort of felt like that was a respectable defeat. Like Denmark just wanted it more; they just looked a bit better. And then to get the last two goals quite late on, and to like you know secure a four nil thrashing, uh, I, di- I didn't see that coming. You know, I thought I thought two nil, this is it. You know, Wales aren't coming back. Denmark aren't going to do much else. Yeah. Um, so it was, it, I was actually a little bit shocked with the scoreline uh, in the end, but. Denmark just looked more solid of a unit. You know, they had that awful start, obviously, and they've uh, they just seem to have really responded. And uh, you know, maybe the the spirit of a uh, '92 is like living on within them. I don't know. You know, <laughs> the real class of '92. <laughs> um, do you think they look like prime Germany? You know, I mean, like Germany was so dominant in 2014. <laughs> Denmark were playing in a very similar way, where they were just finishing clinical moves and um, yeah, look really impressive. But ca- can they keep it up against Czech Republic? They got a favourable draw. Yeah, I mean that's going to be it's going to be very interesting, right? Because one of those uh, two teams is. Is in a real shout of uh, going all the way, really, because of, of the draw they've got. Um, obviously, they're probably going to have to face England, so hopefully that's not the case. Mm. But <laughs> but uh, you can say that this is this truly is the dark horse battle now, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. So I sort of fancy Czech Republic just because of how much of a shock they've been. But I feel like Denmark probably have it about them to to. Be clinical and, and finish that game off early. 
Um, they're very high scoring team, Denmark, as well. It's the second game they scored four goals, and they're not yeah. really playing with any obvious striker. Is it is it the moment, is it the moment, momentum of what happened to Christian Eriksen? Where's yeah. this coming? Where's this coming from? Yeah, I think I think it might be some. It's just you know they've got something to they've got a point to prove. They've got they've got something to rally behind. They've got support of pretty much the whole continent. You know, I think I think they feel like you know if this is what perfect uh, story this can be. Um, and this, this game could have goals in it, right? Because both have scored goals, both have uh, leaked goals. So this could be another high-scoring game, or or not. But uh, <laughs> I think I, I I think it's a tough one to call, really. Absolutely, I, I don't know which way it's going. Um, but we'll get on to predictions after this game. Italy two, Austria one. Um, Italy been dominant in all of their games. One of you know, pretty much. It took extra time, but Austria probably deserve a lot of credit as well. Um, yeah, it was nil-nil going into extra time, wasn't it? Yeah, which is so unlike the Italy we've seen and Austria. We know because we played in uh, England, played them before the tournament. We are very stubborn, and they looked stubborn, and they looked good. Um, and Italy didn't look as good as they were. Was it because? Do you think it was because it was the first tough opponent they came up against? Yeah, really? maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Um, maybe the, you know. Yeah, maybe that's just it. And uh, I, I, I've seen a few people say that for most of that game, Italy just sort of turned into Italy. Right? <laughs> it wasn't the uh, free-flowing performance we're used to. But I, I, I'd like them to come back to that because that'll make the next game very interesting um, and make the tournament much more interesting as well. But um, <sighs> I think Austria are a lot better team than... A lot of people gave them credit for. I think they went out and fought hard. And when it went to nil nil, I was like, "Oh yes, we're going to get to see the first. Uh, when it went to extra, I was like, "Oh yes, we're going to get to see the uh, first uh, penalty shoot out of the tournament." And I was like, "Oh, maybe Italy will get knocked out in penalties." Um, wasn't to be, but uh, yeah, it was. As a nil nil goes, it was quite. I think maybe because it was the, the first sort of uh, game to go to extra time, it it just gave you that feeling of like, oh international cup football yeah know? yeah absolutely I, I loved that um so maybe i'm thinking of a game as better than it really was but i actually really enjoyed the uh the game yeah chiesa uh, is pretty much Italy's jack Grealish, isn't he He comes on and he makes a difference um, yeah he's, he's, he's coming as a sub most games i think um but he, he just makes a difference he's well up for it obviously his dad enrico um played for juventus and italy in the, in the 90s as well Great player, great goal. Reminded me a lot of um, Bergkamp's uh, goal against Argentina in '98. Kind of took it down and then hit it with the other foot. Great, great goal as well. Okay, then um, that is for the Arsenal 16 covered up. Friday and Saturday we have the quarterfinals coming up: Belgium, Italy, Switzerland, Spain, Czech, Denmark, and the coveted England, Ukraine. Harry, talk me through Belgium, Italy. Because on paper, I don't know where this is going. Yeah. It's got nearly all written all over it, but, you know. Yeah. Both these teams are teams that we've seen really great stuff from and we've seen some medical stuff from, right? So, I'm I'm reluctant to really pick a winner. Uh, I think, realistically, Belgium should be the team that win. Uh, I think based mainly on the tournament, I think if Italy can replicate their style of play and dominance from the group stages and 
they they could walk it. But yeah, like you say, I think I think it's very likely to drag on to extra time, possibly penalties. So um, it's a tough one to call, but I, I, I think I think Belgium should just be get it. But I'd rather Italy. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, I think if England draw Belgium, it's probably a loss, isn't it? I think really, yeah. there's there's holes in that team. For sure. I think it's it's a kind of game I could see Belgium should be winning it and probably getting the better chances, but then a Chiesa a Chiesa coming on and maybe yeah nicking it one 0 And I think like a and even in a not such a selfish way, but even even in just an excitement, I think an England Italy game would be more exciting because at least there'd be belief on both camps. There'd be you know where I think England Belgium a lot of England fans will start already going wow. It's not happening, is it? You know, <laughs> so for that, for, in that sort of respect, well, I, I'd much rather it be. Italy. Technically, they beat us twice at the 2018 World Cup in the yeah. group and in the uh, third place playoff, which I have no recollection of whatsoever. <laughs> Absolutely none. Absolutely pointless game. Absolutely pointless. Okay, um, final score. I'm going to go Italy one 0 You know, I've just got a feeling. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to say Italy. Uh, Belgium win on penalties. I want Italy too. Okay, so Switzerland against Spain. Switzerland obviously knocked out the favourites in previous, well, and they're still the World Cup holders. France, mm. could they do the double and get their other Alpine friends out of the tournament? I mean, it'd be it'd be great, right? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> um, like I said earlier, I think I think they will have a lot of belief, and I think uh, that that I think there's. Yeah, there's holes in Spain, so I, I think it's possible. And I, 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 you know, if you ask me beginning of the week, there's no way I expect I'm saying Switzerland to be in France. So I, I don't want to rule them out of being Spain, especially Spain that's not as being as impressive uh, as you'd like earlier in the tournament. But um, I think they both got momentum on their side, so I think it's going to be a tough fought game. But uh, something tells me Spain are getting through. So, unfortunately, I'm going to say Spain are going to win maybe 2-1. Yeah, that sounds about right, to be fair. Um, however, you know, Croatia were the team that scored late, but they went on to lose. Switzerland were the team that scored late, but went on to win. Yeah. And the goals that Spain conceded from Croatia were very similar to the goals that Switzerland scored against France. So, if they could use that to their advantage, use the height of their forward players... Um, they're great to, you know, they're all good passing Switzerland. If Shaka's on form again, they're getting decent crosses in. There's every chance they can get in goal. And we've seen that consistently from Switzerland over this tournament, which is something we have not seen from them before. Um, but I think Spain 1 0. <laughs> having yeah. said that, having said that. Yeah. I think it's so hard because with, with European football, uh, like tournaments like this, it's, you always want to see these uh, smaller teams do well. And uh, also, you know, when you're down to this end of the uh, tournament, you can start realising who, who England might play. So you, you sort of want teams you think are favourable. But um, sometimes you just, you know, it, you just got to imagine the, the bigger teams are going to unfortunately do what they do and get through, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So next up, Dark Horse against Dark Horse. Czech Republic against Denmark. Um, 
on paper, nil-nil, written all over it once again. But as we've seen, Czech can score goals. Denmark have scored eight goals in the last two games, haven't they? Or something like that. Um, I think, oh, difficult, isn't it? Really difficult. Yeah. Dem- Denmark 2-1 is, is my instinct. That yeah. Could be completely wrong. I'd, uh, I feel like this could this could be one that ends up like 2-2, ends up going to extra time. There's lots of drama. We go to penalties and uh, it's, you know, anyone's guess. But so I'm going to say it's going to be 2-2 and I'm going to say Denmark pull through on penalties with just that utter belief they have in themselves. Yeah, well, that's not a bad show. I can envision Casper Smichael uh, saving a few. It's not a bad show. I'm going to change my mind. Denmark penalties. <laughs> Oh, how we look stupid now if Czech just went 3-0. And over <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, it's, it's time now for the all-important tie. In, is it coming Rome? Oh. Is it Ukraine or is it England? Um, I said this previously, but this would be a great game for some of the bench players who haven't played for England yet to actually start, I think. I'm talking Calvert-Lewin. I'm talking Sancho. Um because Ukraine have got not, nothing to go on research-wise. If we were to start those fast-attacking, forward-thinking, creative players who haven't played before or hardly played any minutes, Bellingham included, they're going to be not for six. And then game management, second half, England win 2-0. Um, and I think those players who haven't played that much will be hungry for it as well. James Sancho in particular will be like, All right, I've yeah. been on the bench every single game. This is my time to shine and prove everybody wrong, much like Sterling done last night. Um, yeah, and the same with Foden, I think, as well. He's not exactly had a chance to shine, I don't think. He's played well, but not amazingly well. Um, yeah. This is a chance. And Dominic Cavalier as well. Is there any other striker? He's got goals in It's what he does. You get a ball into him, he's going to score. He wasn't even on the bench yesterday. Was yeah, that's, that did piss me off a bit. Yeah, I was like, crazy. well, that was the only thing that annoyed me, because if, he, if Kane got injured, what are you doing there? Rashford up front, I guess. Yeah, but we've seen that before and it's not really yeah. worked. No. Um, I'm going to go England 2 0. Yeah. Oh, this is our greatest opportunity to get to yeah. another semi. Oh, yeah. We, we two, can't two, two back-to-back semis. I've not seen that since I was in Club in Munich. Like... <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to ask. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I've got off put down right now. I've put England 2 0. But um, I reckon there might be a plot twist where in like 75th minute uh, Shevchenko reveals that one of his players has been injured and he's replaced him in the squad, takes off his shirt and tie, runs out onto the pitch, pulls a hamstring and has to go off. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, it's England. It's got to be England. I can't, can't, I don't want to be too arrogant and say we, we, it's got to be, but I can't, I just can't, we've got to win this, you know, we've got to get to that. Uh, we got to get to Munich, basically. We've got to get to that semi back-to-back place. Absolutely, I think um, <laughs> uh, you're right in what you're saying. What you said earlier, though, Ukraine shouldn't be underestimated because they've got this no. far. Yeah, um, and they've they're tenacious. They, they've got goals. They've got tenacious little players who are pain in your ass. They're gonna they're gonna injure our players. They're gonna be hard tackling, no nonsense yeah. players, and they're gonna want to injure Grealish, and that will fuck us up in the future. You know, I'm surprised we haven't had more injuries to be honest. And um, with the kind of players we have, you just can't doubt a team that. Every you, you know every single player on that on that team idolise the guy that's their manager. You just know they do. He's the greatest player to ever play for their nation. And 
when you've got that amount of power over, over a team, like when you've got that much respect, they're going to listen to everything you say. So, you know, you have to, you have to be, you do have to be worried about how passionate they're going to be. You just got to hope that, you know, we undoubtedly have much um, better quality players and we just got to hope that on the night we, we show, show that. Absolutely. I mean, they, and they've got nothing to lose as well because they've already... Yeah, it's their final. They, they, they already go home back to Ukraine, heroes. Yeah, exactly. They, it's literally their final. They didn't expect to get this far. So they, they know if they lose, it's happy days. They're never buying a pint again in the streets of Kiev. So, <laughs> you know, all they can do is extend their legend, right? So Exactly. And for England's perspective, I'm not sure if they're going to go into it with confidence, because really they should, because they're like, well, we've just been in Germany and, you know, that's always been difficult for England. So Ukraine, yeah. we should go into it with a bit of confidence now and we can play if we can knock too past the Germans. Yeah, exactly. Um, or are they going to go into it fearful? Oh, I'd hope not, but... No, yeah. I'd hope not. I think I think, I think that's one thing Southgate it has been good with. Is that he, he He's always been quite consistent on his message of, not putting too much pressure on the boys, you know, telling them that this is something to be proud about and instilling like instilling pride in them. Like I think in that respect, he's he's had a lot of change in the, in the system and, and, and how that works. So I can't see them fearing anyone, um, but you just never know with the English press. <laughs> oh God, I hate them. I was listening to Talksport earlier on. And they got a journalist on from the Sun, of which they do every morning. They get a football journalist on from the Sun, and they talk about the game and whatnot. And the uh, I really do love Laura Woods as a as a as a presenter for sport. I think she's a great ambassador for women journalism in sport as well. And she asked this journalist from the Sun, saying, um, "Oh, did, what did you think of Sterling's performance? It's 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 good that um, you know he's managed to prove so many people wrong." Um, and the Sterling and the, the Sun journalist just couldn't understand what she meant by people criticizing Sterling in the past. Like, <laughs> he was the, he he exactly yeah he he's the most criticized player potentially in the Premier League and in the England squad, and maybe he thought that the Laura Woods was attacking the Sun and maybe you know him yeah uh, for previous work. But she wasn't at all. It was just a genuine question uh, on whether Sterling deserved this, all the stick he was getting. And he just completely flat out refused to accept that Sterling had been getting any stick. Ridiculous. I was like, you can literally... And then all you know on Twitter, he got bombarded with, you know, some headlines from a few years ago about his tattoo of a gun on his leg yeah. and all this other stuff. Um, shut up and leave him alone is my, is my advice to the son. And... <laughs> no one's gonna, no no one's no one's gonna buy you anymore. Goodbye, son. <laughs> this is this is official. Dream of our lives. Boycotts the sun. There we go. And uh, official official official, official official news right there. Um, except I boycotted it too. She says shit. Um, yeah. Enough. Enough. Yeah. You know, enough. Enough said about that. I think. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was really bizarre. Oh, that's crazy. Still like the sun to lie. <laughs> there we go anyway, enough enough of that chat it's on to our first quiz of Dream of All Lives and it's a fan favourite because it's deal or no deal 
This is the game which is pretty much true or false. Deal is true, no deal is false. Now, in the regular fixtures of Team of Our Lives, we double in transfers from the noughties. But because this is a European competition, we will be going back through the archives at international teams. But did these players make the full 23-man squad to go to that particular tournament? Deal for yes, no deal for no. Um, can I go first this week, Harry? Yep. Excellent stuff. Ready when you are. What teams you got for me and where right. are they from? So, <laughs> where are they from? Uh, so, I've gone for France squad of a 2010 World Cup where they completely imploded. They imploded for a reason because they took so many random ass players. Oh, this is going to be difficult, been, ladies and gentlemen, but by all means, I play think, along. Play along I, at think, home. I think I've been pretty kind to you, to be honest. So, Thierry Henry. Was he there or was he not? Deal. He was there. That is one of the uh, controversies that, that he went. Uh, Benzema, was he there or not? Um, deal. He was not there. Oh, uh, was he not? No, that's one of the other controversies. Was that he didn't go? Lasana Diara, was he on the plane or was he not? He must have been. Deal. He wasn't. Oh, fuck off. Uh, he, he got called up and then he went to like the pre-season friend, like the pre-tournament friendlies and then found out he had some something wrong with him and left. But it was like some obscure medical reason and people now think maybe he was just like saw what was going on was like, nah, I'm out of here. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Patrice Evera, was he there or was he not? Yeah, 2010 deal. Yeah, he had controversially been given the uh, captain's band. Yeah, I remember. That was on Re- what was on Reeves, and they still took on Reeves. That was part of the whole thing. And Gibral Cisse, was he there or was he not? 2010. Good God. He was playing for Panathinaikos. 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 Um, he shouldn't have been there. But I can imagine him going. So if I didn't take Benzema, Omri. Yeah, deal. He must have gone. He did indeed. So that's three out of five. That's weird. Yeah, three they out of five, I'll take that. They may, so they took Omri, but then in his position, they played an Elka. And that was one of the big uh, controversies. An Elka was in relatively good form, though, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, he was playing on the right for Chelsea at the time so people were questioning why he wasn't playing on the right and Henri in the middle um, but Henri was just about to leave to go to New York from Barca so he was on the out of his you know of his days mm, Absolutely Alright from one controversial team to another now <laughs> Oh God. Uh, the Cup of America is going on although we paid no, no attention to it whatsoever doing this. So um, in 2014 you may remember a certain Brazil getting walloped by Germany oh, 7-1 and Brazil hosted it, and it's the most I've ever seen a uh, fan full of a stadium full of fans even uh, cry in unison. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was I, I can't think of that ever happening apart from when maybe like the Queen Mum died or something. Like it's it was, <laughs> that was the last time a crowd cried. Um, it was like a, it was like a football footballing funeral, wasn't it? It was it was it was ter- that game was so amazing for so many so many reasons. Um, but we've gone with the Brazil squad. So 
Be kind. Number uh, okay. <laughs> Two, they're free picks. So I can't do anything about it. Um, I think I'm all right with this. Number one. You should. Everyone should remember this game. 2014. Not, 2014. Everyone should remember this particular game. But can you remember the team? Um, Hulk. Yeah. Look at old Shanghai Bell Hulk. He was there. Deal. He was there. Everson Wiggett. Bernard. Mm. Was that Shakhtar Donetsk at the time, I believe? Let's go... No. <laughs> I'm not very convinced, no. He was there. Oh, okay. That's one. Who were their strikers? Was Gabriel Jesus one of them? Deal or no deal? Gabriel Jesus. 2014. Would it be that Palermas at the time, I think? I'm going to go... I'm going to say no. No deal. He was. Right, uh, cool. He was famously... Um, scrubbing the streets because he was still in like in the favelas. Oh, he was still like a he must have been like 12 or something. Oh, okay, amazing. Bless him. Yeah, he was uh, he was one of the people preparing. There's a photo game around some of him like painting the walls of like this one of the stadiums. Oh, um, yeah, anyway, okay, who was in goal? Um, did Edison go deal or no deal? That's such a hard one. Um, I imagine, imagine he did, but then there's a reason he didn't do too well as, as well, isn't it? Um, I don't like saying the same thing three times in a row, but I think I'm going to have to. I'm going to say he didn't go. Correct. He did not go. Um, so you have three now. You need this one to win. Oh. This one to win. Uh, do you remember Man City striker Joe? Oh, Joe. Did he go? Oh, deal or no deal? Twenty fourteen. I feel like twenty fourteen. He was in. He was at Man City in like two thousand eight. To be fair. Yeah, might be a bit late, but again, <laughs> there's a reason why they got beat seven one, right? Um. I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> Correct, he did go. Oh, for a bit of careful. Four out of five. How he went, I don't know. I think he was playing in Brazil at the time. He actually does still play now. I think he plays in Japan. Oh, incredible. I love it when players play for ridiculous amounts yeah. of time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, you've won that round. Well done. Fair play. Fair play. A lot of that Excellent was guess. Stuff. Guess what? <laughs> Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup finals. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get your paninis ready because it's time for what's in your panini. It's not going to be ham and cheese because it is the official UEFA 2020 Championship sticker game. Sarah's demonstrating on the screen now, but if you listen to this, you will not be able to see that. So um, you may know or have collected stickers in the past. Hopefully you have if you're a football fan. 
So we have the Euro 2020 official stickers in a sealed pack. Um, it's me versus Harry. You'll hear the packs be ripped open on screen fresh. Harry will then place the cards face down and we will square off against each other for who's got the better player. You get a point for each. Thus far in the series, Harry has eight and I clawed it back last week and have seven. Um, so it's all to play for. Harry, are you ready with the seals? Yeah, hopefully you can hear uh, it. This listen, listen for this. Perfect. That was nice and loud, nice and all proud. Right. That's one. And here's the other one. Even better. Make sure you put them face down. Confirm when you have. This is very serious, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It's like, it's like the rules of Wimbledon. Quiet, please. New balls. New, sti- new, new stickers, please. <laughs> left or right? Which pile do you want? Left-handed, so I'm going to go left. All right. That might be controversial. Okay, so um, Harry's got both the packs. Who's going to go first? Uh, shall I do you first, then? Left and go Yeah, go for, go for it. Go for it. Who have I got? Rui Patricio from Portugal. Not bad. The not bad. Uh, Wolves goalkeeper. That is not bad considering some of the cards we had last time. Right. Um, that is not bad. So then but, it is, me, but it is. But it is beatable. I yeah. It's not. It, I'm not beating it today. I've got uh, <laughs> Mert Gunuk Gunuk from Turkey. Oh yeah, so, I think sorry, I, I won that. Turkey went one out nil. earlier, so you you've won that. So that's one. One nil. That's eight 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 a piece in accurate. We'll, we'll, don't 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 complicate it. We'll get that on to later. <laughs> it's one nil. Right. That's right. Ready? All right. You've gone and got the Czech Jacob Barbic. Oh Barbic, yeah. Yeah, he's well. He's Czech Republic right. has made it made it to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Not you bad. Got a good chance. You got a good chance. And you, yeah, you're winning because I've got uh, everyone's favourite player, Boban <laughs> Nikolov from North Macedonia. Oh, not Boban Nikolov. <laughs> I think you win. To be fair, two nil. Two nil. All right, again for you. Okay, you've now gone and got Khan Ahan <laughs> from uh, Turkey. That's not good. So That's beatable. So it's beatable. And I've gone and got. Oh, I've got man of man of the uh, hour. <laughs> oh, uh, Pierre Emil Hoybier. Hoybier. Yeah. So I think I've got to win that one. Absolutely. He's, Absolutely. he's been having Definitely. a stormer. Two-one. All right. Oh, you've gone and got the whole bloody creation squad. Not bad. Not bad. Um, well, they are, they are out, though. I've also got someone who's out, and it's Hans Heidbo of, of uh, Netherlands. It's a tough one. But I'm guessing you've got a win because yeah. you've got a whole team and I've got one goalkeeper. Yeah, and that goalkeeper didn't even play. Was it a goalkeeper? No, he's not a goalkeeper. It's an outfield player, isn't he? See, we, we don't know who he is. <laughs> 3-1. All right. Is this the last one? Oh, we do. You, it, 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 yeah, the last one, and it's you. You do have a Dutch goalkeeper. Oh no! The one and only Tim Krul. Tim Krul, the penalty specialist. 
everyone's favourite penalty specialist. Could be cruel to be kind. And I've I've won because even though they've just been knocked out, I've got a shiny Germany badge. Oh, fair play, fair play, absolutely dominated there. Um, so, so that makes it two two. Two two. No, no, uh, that can't be right. Three two. Three two. To, to you, yeah. Yeah. I didn't mark you off. Three two. So add that <laughs> up. Nine, ten. It's ten apiece, isn't it? Uh, yeah. All level one, ten apiece. Yeah. Ten apiece. Can you believe that, ladies and gentlemen? Can <laughs> you believe Germany. that? Wow. Because you were like seven free up at one point. I was. I had a really oh. bad pack until that like last card, really. Just, <laughs> I let you pick as well. I was like, oh, left or right. I should have just been like, oh, I'll go first. <laughs> Shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> should have been commanding in your box. <laughs> Absolutely. Fair play. Ten all. Can you believe that? All split like penalties. Quite happy with that, though. Yeah, I'll take a shiny Germany one anytime. <laughs> um, bloody hell! It's like it is like penalties now, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. Who's, who's gonna Who's gonna lose? Maybe we should do that. Like the, for, for the final, we do like a penalty kick out, kick off. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um, but that is the end of the podcast. End of Dream Our Lives. Uh, do not forget to follow us on Twitter. Give us a like and share the podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to this. It really does help us out in uh, any way you can imagine well that's it england face ukraine in rome but is it coming home it's coming home it's coming home of course it is <laughs> uh until next time Alf wiedersehen sayonara and good luck we're not creative enough we're not positive enough it's coming home it's coming home it's coming football's coming home we'll go on getting back every chance that Wayne Rooney could go back to the Man United training ground and stick one on Ronaldo. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring Hello Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com It's my little escape Now Judy's the life of the party Oh baby Mama's bringing home the bacon Whoa Take it easy Judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.